Hello listeners, it's me, it's Michael. I just finished editing this episode and I just wanted to pop in to the beginning to say at the end I talk about please leaving us a rating and review, but you might not make it that long because it's a little different this year episode and uh, things get a little weird at the end. I'll just say that. So I wanted to pop in here now and say, hey, look, I'm begging you. Please, come on, leave us a rating and review on Apple iTunes. I know you listen to this on Spotify probably, or some other app maybe, but if you log into iTunes, you have an account, I know you do. I've seen it. You showed it to me that one time at the party when you were drunk. You don't even remember it, you were so blackout drunk. And hey... I respect it. It was impressive how much you drank that night. But uh, I didn't need to see your iTunes password. Uh, it's uh, kind of problematic. <laughs> um, anyway, log into iTunes uh, and please leave us a rating and review. We really appreciate that. Uh, truly. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Gundam I Hardly Know One, the book club style podcast where we tackle every Gundam series, OVA, movie, and other things sometimes um, in a book club fashion in release order. That's what I normally say. Welcome to season four bonus episode. B-b-b-b-b-bonus. And today I'm joined by one person who is me. So it's, yeah, it's just me, a little different. Um, welcome to the show. I'm Michael. I didn't say that before, but if you're listening to this episode and you don't know who I am, like why would you start here as a listener response? Because you don't know what the listener is responding to. So that doesn't make any sense. So if you are listening to this episode as your first one, do yourself a favor. Go back. If you're listening to this because Shara's Counterattack is now on Netflix, you know, like, thanks for coming around and listening to our show. But, um, I mean, just go back to the beginning. Like, we have episodes on the movie where this is just going to be people's response to those which doesn't quite make any sense but hey you do you you know this day these days it's just um everyone can kind of do their own thing and i support that so if that's what you want to do then um i'm happy to have you here so yeah anyway what we're going to be doing today is uh we have a couple truly a couple two listener responses uh two people were gracious enough to send in some mp3s, audio files, fucking bits, and data. They're probably hackers. But they sent in some uh, listener responses 
answering some questions that we had and also giving their two cents on Shar's counterattack. So I thought that it would be good to listen to those and kind of um, give my input as well. Christian and Simon were not able to be here today, so it's just me, and I'm sorry. I'm probably the least fun out of the three of us, and you're stuck with me. So we'll uh, we'll just go on from here. First response that I want to uh, bring up is a non-audio response, but it's from non none other than Mr. Johnny Blackman, Mobile Suit Blackman on YouTube. You gotta go follow Johnny. He's a um, truly lovely person, gracious enough to join us on the podcast on season two, um, and he knows more and is better at this than we are. So uh, go follow Johnny on YouTube. He does incredible stuff um, over there and is truly a lovely person. So I asked for Johnny's thoughts on the movie, and he sent me um, a very brief message, which was, Quest was a new type thoughty, Shar was just a little upset, and is the one true based god. Lala soon should have intervened sooner, and Analyme Electronics are war profiteering, and he loves it. Johnny, you didn't, you're not giving me a lot to a lot to work with here as far as um, discussion goes, but your opinion on Quest just, it, it truly baffles me, um, because that character is um, not interesting. But I do, um, I do appreciate your thoughts on Anaheim Electronics. I don't think we talked about them enough in the podcast, and I do think that that is an interesting kind of um, subplot. I'm gonna say a subplot about the movie, which is Anaheim Electronics are making money from both sides, and that's I think that comes up in Zeta and in Double Zeta a little bit. But they're kind of playing both sides of the war um, to to get profits. So. I think that that's like more like kind of anti-war uh, sentiment coming from Tomino. Um, and I think it's um, pretty similar to Kojima. Uh, Hideo Kojima brings that up a lot in his video games. So, so similar to Metal Gear Solid, um, Metal Gear Solid 4 has a lot of war, war profiteering uh, subplots as well or main plots. So I think that that's a really good point. And uh, I kind of wish we had talked about that more, but I think we were more diving into the humorous weirdness uh, that is Char's counterattack and the things that we didn't understand. So now, let's listen to an audio clip sent into us. I'm not going to say um, this person's full name because maybe they don't want to be doxxed for listening to this bad podcast about Gundam, um, but a lovely listener named Brock sent us a... Um, audio file here with their thoughts and I'm very excited to listen to it so let's listen to that and I'll check back in afterward. Hello guys, I'm a big fan of the podcast so I thought I'd give my opinions on Char's counterattack and sort of my perspective on it. Um, I'm kind of split between two different camps of Gundam fans. The first camp being the Gundam boomers from the early 2000s who generally tell people not to watch the original show, only the the trilogy, watch Zeta and enjoy Zeta, skip double Zeta completely, and go straight to Char's Counterattack. 
and the second group, which is what you and a bunch of other uh, Gundam covering podcasts are, which is watch the original show, watch Zeta, and really enjoy Double Zeta, and then kind of find Char's counterattack to be a little bit middling. I'm mostly in the second camp, but I personally overlook a lot of the flaws of Char's counterattack because I'm I'm the type of fan that looks into the background of a lot of these movies to see how they were made and what the process was. So I I'm a little bit more sympathetic to the flaws. Uh a lot of them that you bring up in the the initial reaction podcast. Um particularly the Chan situation um yeah, in fact Chan was originally supposed to be Peltorchka. Uh, if you guys didn't know, there was a novelization made by Tomino himself of Char's counterattack called Peltorchka's Children. And she basically plays the, the role of Chan. Along with that, there's a lot of background information that shows the events uh, surrounding the events of the film. So it feels a little bit less like I don't know, the last three episodes of a 50-episode Gundam arc. Um, other than that, I also have a big soft spot for the movie because for, I, I think it was Gundam's 40th anniversary, uh, the movie was played in theaters, and I got to spend you know, two hours in a theater with a bunch of Gundam fans, and we got uh, special posters for it, and it was a bunch of fun. So... It's hard to uh, divorce myself from those feelings, but I, I do agree that the, the pacing is, is funky. Uh, some of the character motivations are a little weird. Um, for Char himself, I think that he sort of makes sense almost. Um, this is just speculation, but you can kind of see in the Day of the Car episode in Zeta his opinions, and you can kind of imagine that getting warped to an incredible degree after getting uh, beaten by Haman at the end of Zeta, and then him kind of ruminating in that failure and seeing all the Neo-Zeon stuff. I don't know, personally, I can kind of see the through line there, but you can't just, you know, make a movie where he is at that stage and expect fans to really grasp it. Um, but yeah, that's, those are my feelings. Uh, I, I do enjoy the film, but I enjoy it warts and all. Something I do want to add to the end of my comments, and you can cut this out if you want. Um, the next Gundam movie that you guys are going to cover, which will be really soon, is a movie called, uh, F-91. Now, I enjoy this movie way more than Char's Counterattack. Uh, but if you can even believe it, the pacing is much worse and the plot is even more incomprehensible. This is because that series, or that movie rather, is like the failed, uh, Frankenstein's monster of what was essentially 13 written scripts for a show that wasn't made. Um... So, I just wanted to warn you guys before you saw it, 
so that you know what you're getting into and that you can maybe appreciate it on first watch more than you would otherwise. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, yeah, bye. Rock. That was incredible. How nice of you. Um, I just, uh, y'all, I'm just gonna be, uh, stoked that anybody would feel, um, strongly enough about this podcast to send us their thoughts, so, Brock, that was, uh, super nice. And I think you made a lot of really good points, and I feel like, um, especially hearing from somebody who was there, you know, early in the fandom and hearing how the kind of took in the movie, I feel like is, is really important. Um, because I mean, how I can recollect that is, you know, me watching Toonami stuff. Um, all those animes I watched on Toonami back when I was a kid, like I still think of those and as a special place in my heart, including Gundam wing, (laughs) which, uh, you'll have to experience me coming to grips with, um, here in a future season. Um, so I, you know, I understand that feeling, and I feel like if I had seen Shars Counterattack, um, earlier on, especially without the full context of Zeta and Double Zeta, I think if you just watch the origin movies and then go straight into Shars Counterattack, or not the origin movies, but the the original series compilation films, and then go into Shars Counterattack, I feel like you would be stoked. But I. I think what's hard is in the way that we've watched it with Zeta and Double Zeta, two really good series with two really good characters. I feel like we just kind of got spoiled with that. But like I said, I love the points that you made. Um, you know, I, it's nice to hear that you still kind of can see Quest as an interesting character. Um, and the Quest dilemma is, uh, you know, you're not saying what Johnny's saying which is quest is some new type thoughty, um, but you, um, you know, can kind of recognize that. So I really appreciate, appreciate, um, all of that feedback, um, for one. Um, but yeah, I think you made a lot of really good points and I really like that you brought up, uh, F91, which is something I'm really looking forward to because I kind of, I want to see what a Gundam movie is without the context, because what made this tough, was truly only the context of in which it was supposed to fill the story. Um, but, you know, that being said, um, they're putting Shars Counterattack on Netflix soon, and they're putting it alongside the um, compilation movies of 0079. And I think that that is where it belongs. I think that watching those movies and then watching Shars Counterattack is a lot better... Um, way to to take in the movie because you just yeah you do lose you just lose a lot of um the humanity of Shar and Zeta and then I think double Zeta just showed the dynamics of the story and characters so without those I feel like you just get a really cool movie with extremely good graphics or animation not graphics necessarily um and incredible music and then you get your two main characters from the original uh, movies duking it out for the last time. So I think in that context, the movie is extremely um, successful. But I think that we got suckered into this deep dive of Zeta and Double Zeta 
we're analyzing everything and talking about beach and mondo eating a fucking turkey sandwich with ketchup on it and then and, you know then to get into this movie which is pretty straightforward um was a little bit you know where we found it more difficult uh i am also extremely jealous of watching in a theater because as i've come to terms with the movie and kind of realized how much it is successful in what it's trying to do not what i was expecting it to do that it would be incredible to watch in a theater so um that sounds so awesome i you know i'm just looking forward to the day where i get to watch some sort of gundam ip in a theater because it does not seem like that's going to happen anytime soon um because i don't think we're going to get hathaway's flash in movie theaters but maybe and even if we do this is a good question good question for the listeners should we watch hathaway's flash should we just save it for the three years it's going to take us to get there what do we do i mean i feel like at this point we we kind of know where that character is but i don't know there's probably a bunch of other stuff that happens along the way i know we got unicorn we got some other weird shit coming up in the uc timeline so you know we'll see also, uh, one thing that I have here in my notes, Brock, you got a lovely voice. You, those pipes, they're meant to be, uh, they're meant to be on the podcast. You speak better and more eloquently than I do. I should be sending you a clip of my thoughts on your podcast. Get on that. I support it. Um, always more room for Gundam podcasts, especially for people who actually know what they're talking about, as opposed to us. Bunch of fools. Um, so now let's listen to another listener clip from the one and only Gumpla Stop. That is the Gumpla Stop on YouTube, a lovely uh, channel and another great listener who um, is always really fun to communicate with via the social medias. So let's listen to that and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Jan from the Gunpla Stop. I just wanted to say, I think I agree with you guys wholeheartedly over the whole of the movie. It seems kind of like meh. You know, I love the designs. I love the animation. I love the action. All that stuff's awesome. But as a whole, the movie was kind of underwhelming the first time I watched it, second, third. They all feel the same way, unfortunately. And man, do I hate quest holy shit that character when i felt the same way i think simon was the one that said it that whenever she finally died in the movie i was kind of relieved and i felt terrible even saying that but dude like honestly like they went out of their way to really make a hateable character i mean she was so damn annoying oh my god that i can go on and on about how much i hate quest but it, it is what it is um Char seemed kind of now I, I did message I think I messaged you guys and told you guys that there are some elements of why he became the Char that he is in the movie. It's outlined in a manga, unfortunately, but it kind of explains why like after what happened with Camille and all that stuff is why he acted the way he did in in the movie. But yeah, it does a really crappy job of just getting to that point, which again I get it. It seems weird and kind of almost like, what the hell? But yeah, there's a lot of things that are just just not fleshed out or explained in the movie, unfortunately. But 
you know, all in all, it's not, it's not terrible. Um, I'm really excited to see what you guys think whenever you guys reach Unicorn and all that stuff, you know, because things get more fleshed out there. Uh, but, nah, man, so far, I love your podcast. I love listening to them weekly. Keep doing, keep doing what you do. Keep killing it. And Simon, dude, you crack me up every time you just interject or just do, do, just do you, man. You, you crack me up, man. Keep it going. Love you guys. Take care. Oh, what a nice, uh, another nice response. Um, <laughs> this is actually the first time I've listened to it. Uh, it was just then, and I love um, Jan's, uh, Jan with a couple stops thought on Simon there, is um, exactly how I feel about Simon, which is every time he interjects, I end up uh, crying in laughter because he is a funny person. And that's why he's on the podcast. Look, I know you all listen to the podcast specifically for Simon's jokes and Christian's lovely impressions and beautiful voice. And I feel like um I know that. It's okay. We can we can just accept that that's that's part of it. And I'm fine with it because at the end of the day, I control the feed. So I have all the power. Simon and Christian will have to wrestle it from my cold, dead hands. And you might think, why are you so dramatic about this? They've been trying to get me out of the podcast. They, there's a coup going on that you are unaware of. And, you know, to be honest with you, I'm glad it's out in the open. Because um, I gotta let you all know, if they do ever take, care, take over the podcast, I'm dead somewhere. Please try and find my body and explain that to my lovely wife. Um, but that this is uh, this is the records. Anyway, Jan, thank you so much for the affirmation on our thoughts and also another incredibly good voice. I mean, I already knew what you sounded like from your YouTube channel, um, but you know, honestly, maybe you and Brock should get together and uh, leave us in the dust with your lovely voices. We just sound like a bunch of fools. Um, but anyway, um, a lot of good points brought up again, quests, you know, I would love it if somebody responded and fully understood the character, but I, I do think, um, what you're saying there about the novelizations or the mangas kind of explaining Char, and I think that what I've realized and what we really didn't talk about is that a lot of the stuff has been fleshed out somewhere in some sort of IP, um, but since we're focusing, I mean, we just can't do it all. We can't we can't do the manga. We really talked about doing um, some of it for in between these two, but it um, is just too much, to be honest. It's it's also just we don't want to delay getting to watch more of these shows because um, we try and keep it really genuine and we don't want to be faking it or have watched ahead. So we try and watch only the episodes that we're going to cover and watch them in that order so that when we talk about something like I wonder if this is going to happen it's it's truly genuine and it's not just us like knowing what's going to happen in the future granted there are some series that we have seen um but we'll talk about that more when we get to them then we'll be we'll be honest with you but yeah anyway I you know I think that that honestly you know an annoying character is frustrating but the thing that's most disappointing to me is still 
Char's weird turn so that there is something out there that explains that I'm all on board with. And I might, you know, if you know what it is, uh, send it to me and I'll, I'll read it. Cause, um, Char is a great character, a really interesting character who I feel like was developed so well through 79 and through Zeta. And honestly, like the phantom of his character through double Zeta is kind of like important. Like you, you feel his presence in the universe, even though he's not there and you know, he's out there somewhere. So I think that, you know, having a, a better idea of what transpired would be something I would be really on board with. Uh, and, you know, granted, we still have a lot more Char to come in his own story, I believe, in Origin. I've seen the first episode of Origin. But, um, so, I do, we do have that to come. So maybe that also kind of helps develop his character a little bit. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think of other points you had. I was really, really thrown off by, not thrown off, but uh, I really found it so funny, uh, your thoughts on Simon. But also um, just wanted to say thank you so much for the lovely compliment. You're you're very complimentary of our uh, silly, weird podcast that we do. I'm surprised at how um, natural this feels to just speak like this uh, to myself with no one here to respond. Um, it, it is weird, and I wonder if it's coming off weird to you all. Uh, and this is the part of the podcast where I'm going to say, um, go to, go to Johnny's channel on YouTube, uh, Mr. Johnny Blackman, Mobile Suit Blackman on YouTube. Give him a subscription, subscribe, hit the bell, ring that bell, hit the subscribe button. Um, and I want you to do the same thing for the Gumbla Stop, um, incredible youtube channels both of them um talking about kits doing all kinds of great stuff over there um and i mean to be honest i'm just beyond thrilled that either of them give us the time of day um and i i hope that we can bring our production and our show up to the standards of what you all do um because you can tell how much hard work you put into production and making things look good and lighting and making the kits look good. Um, I really find a lot of inspiration from both of you and, you know, other, other channels out there, which I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to mention you Plamo build report. You got to send in some feedback, baby. You want to get mentioned? You got a free mention right there. Gumpla university. I want some feedback. Send me an audio clip. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you all know I love you as well. Um, so please, if you listen to this podcast and somehow are not subscribed to those, even if you don't like um, Gumpla, I'm sure there's some of you out there who don't, go uh, go check them out and just give them a thumbs up, a subscribe. That stuff really does help. Um, and now I'm going to say that for us as a podcast, what really helps us is a rating and review. Now, I know you're probably listening to this on Spotify. I realize this. I realize a lot of people, for some reason, like that lime green black thing that is hard to navigate, in my opinion. Um, but a lot of you probably have an Apple account. What really matters to us is the Apple iTunes, Apple podcast fucking shit. I don't know how to describe it. The um, 
the ranking or whatever the algorithm oh it's an algorithm that's what it is so if you go over there you leave us a rating five stars give us five stars and then that's nice but what's really nice is giving us a review give us a give us a nice little paragraph there about uh paragraph um really asking for a lot a sentence um about your thoughts on the show or something it could be anything it could be um literally stop talking about Frasier. five stars um why do you guys talk about Frasier so much i thought this was about gundam five stars i love the show but they talk way too much about Frasier. five stars like these are just these are a couple of examples of what a rating and review could look like um and to be honest that stuff it really does make a big difference in pushing us up the um the algorithm there and people look up gundam so it it is helpful it is the the best way you can be helpful for this podcast which is free um because uh at the end of the day we do want more people listening to it as much as we agree that it is um silly in its own way uh, but we do take a lot of time to work on it so it just means a lot when we can get more people listening so you know what if you don't like it leave a bad review i don't care i do i don't don't leave a bad review please but if you don't like the show why would you be listening this far in this episode because it's like not even a normal episode it is hey it is a normal episode um but it's not how do i say entertaining and the way that it, our show normally is maybe i don't know if you hate listening to this, thank you for that too. Thank you for hate listening because every listen counts to the numbers. Because I want a Casper mattress. And the more listens we get, the closer I get to sleeping on a cloud. Casper mattress cloud. Until then, um, this has been our fucking last episode on Char's Counterattack. Um, I don't really know what else to say. It's been a good season. The The boys played hard. We fought hard. And um, I think that we're really lucky to have gotten where we got. Um, you know, it's been game in, game out. We just keep our head down. We keep grinding. Um, we just keep looking towards the next game. We take it one game at a time. Um, and to be honest, like I think the next season we're going to be even better. Um, because I think we're going to acquire some good people in the offseason. Get some trades. Some uh, acquisitions. The ownership is, is, you know, they're investing a lot of time and the coaches put a lot of faith in the three of us. So, you know, I think that we can get you there. I think we can get this podcast, the championship of podcasts, but we're just going to keep grinding. Um, I've been doing sit-ups, push-ups, running, just to like prep for this podcast because, you know, you just got to stay on the hunt for the big, the big cup, the big cup championship. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, DJRX78. Thank you to Brock, you sultry-voiced, lovely listener. And to the Gumbla Stop. And thank you to Johnny for your sentence. <laughs> thank you also, Mike, uh, for uh, engaging with us. And thank you to everyone who is listening to this. Thank you, Kelsey Grammer, for not putting a restraining order uh, against my tweets. Good night.